Well, welcome to Podcast Tips with Rob Greenlee. Uh, this is the, a live show that I do every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. This is the 11th episode, though you probably don't care that it's the 11th episode, but this is the second episode of 2024. So I'm excited about moving into the new year. And I figured uh, in episode two, I'd try something a little bit different this time. And I'll explain that to you in a minute. But uh, stay with me on the show here um, and go on this journey with me as we kind of explore a deeper interactive experience <laughs> with this program is what the what the intent is, um, because this week it's really just you and me. So we're going to be on the show, but I do have a couple of guests that are going to come in, but those guests have been and are a regular um, kind of participant in the viewing community of this program too. So they're of the community. So when I say this is just me and you, that's exactly what I mean. There's no external guests that are coming into this program. Um, so April Roga is going to jump in. And I'm sure if you've been a regular viewer of this program, you will have seen her name come up in the comments um, up above or below, actually, not above, but, um, and with lots of interesting questions and comments and things like that. And I figured bringing her on the show and giving her the, the forum to actually fully express herself might be an interesting opportunity and kind of a way to open the, the door to maybe making a stronger connection with all of you in the audience. So, um, and I, I, I will have potentially another member of the community, uh, Jamala Martin, who, who has volunteered to come in here too. She hasn't joined us quite yet, but I did ask her to join us at about 11.15. So uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, this show is still growing and building connections and creating a loyal community around this show. I hope to foster that even more tonight. Uh, please send me an email. And I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up on the screen and um, just, you know, give a little bit of an introduction to yourself um, and let me know who you are and uh, what you're doing with any content that you're doing, maybe on StreamYard or outside of StreamYard. I'd love to hear from you and get to know you a little bit more and then potentially be able to bring you on the program and be able to have you share your experiences and your thoughts around creating a podcast, or maybe you're just doing a, a, um, a YouTube series or something like that. Increasingly, these worlds are kind of mushing together, and, um, and it's interesting, and that's why I'm doing this show. So uh, this episode tonight is really going to be focused on the basics of podcasting, really. The concepts, the tools, the mental issues, and time and processes of the show. And one of the things that I want to dig into with like April is kind of her thinking about the medium and what causes her to do certain things, whether or not she's going to launch a show or she's um, in, in the middle of uh, just kind of brainstorming. Let's, let's brainstorm together around what a podcast looks like to each of us. And please share those in the comments as well here. Um, but I need your questions tonight, and it's really going to be an important part of this program um, is, is um, your thoughts and your comments. And I, I'm going to start showing 
um, all of the comments that have come in here. And it's important to, um, to do that. Um, and I want to, the text on the screen can be a little small for me, but I'm going to do my best. Um, it, it looks like we've got, uh, uh, Toya Glenn. Um, hi there. Nice to have you here with us. And, um, looks like we also have a comment from, um, Delana, um, who's got hopefully, uh, say a question. Hey, uh, uh, what the is going on going to, to this? I'm not sure what that means, but that's okay. Thank you for the comments. Um, I probably read it wrong, but I also want to just tell everybody that I'm going to have a, a StreamYard giveaway tonight um, at the end of the program, and I'm going to go about an hour. So if you can hang in for a whole hour, that would be great. And you, you'll be entered into win a Puddles Duck and a StreamYard mug just in time for having a good um, cup of coffee. Um, and so that's exciting. And, and so just enter the hashtag and you'll see the scrolling bar at the bottom of the screen. Just enter the hashtag at or hashtag the yard into the comment field. And some of you are starting to do it just like uh, Stacy has here. I uh, appreciate that. And um Delana, uh, something, uh, I'm not sure what that means, but that's okay. Thank you for the comment. I appreciate that. And, um, and Tryon says, uh, good day, Rob, always a pleasure to watch the podcast. So thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's kind of a podcast, I guess. So, and then, uh, the other comment here that has come in is, Hey, what's up, Rob? checking you out for the first time. My name is Joey and I, I run a Friday night live show in which I interview various celebrities and comics using StreamYard. So, well, thank you so much for that. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And I hope that the tool is working out for you and doing terrific things with you. I know I have a, a fun time using the StreamYard tools myself and um, it's, it's been a little bit of a learning curve. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm on episode 11. And I do use StreamYard for some of the other shows that I do, too. I, I just used it for the new media show that I did at 4 p.m. Eastern today, where I was talking about the Hall of Fame and what's going on with that. I'm involved. I'm like the, the chairperson of the Hall of Fame uh, for podcasting. Uh, it's going to be held down in Orlando, Florida. And I could probably pull up on the screen what that is all about. And I can, I can share that with everybody really quick. Um, it's basically a hall of fame, like you would expect, um, that's been around since 2015. Um, we unfortunately skipped a few years of, um, of actually holding the actual event, um, and it looks like April joined me when I did that. So I'll, we'll have to bring you in in a second, April. And um, so this podcast Hall of Fame is basically recognizing people that have contributed significantly to the growth and development of podcasting. So I'm I'm in the Hall of Fame as well. I, I was inducted in 2017. And, but there is a, a group of people that are in here already. Um, but at the end of the month down at PodFest, 
expo.com, which is a podcast conference down in Orlando, at the end of January, we're going to be inducting another eight people into the podcast hall of fame. So this is, this is another one of those things in the podcasting space that a lot of people don't know about, but has become a little bit of an aspirational thing for people to think, well, I'd love to be in the hall of fame. What do I have to do to be there? So it's, it, it raises those kind of topics too. And it's all about excellence and it's all about being a contributor to the success of the medium of podcasting. So, so anyway, I've been involved in this for many years and you, you can see all, you know, like Mark Maron's in here. We're inducting Adam Carolla this year. Um, Aaron Mankey, who is the host and producer of the lore podcast and, and a few others, I don't know. Uh, you may have heard of Jesse Thorne. He's the founder of Maximum Fun, um, and the Bullseye podcast. Um, so he's been been doing podcasting a long time. But as you can see, you know, like I said, Mark Maron's in here. Also, Adam Curry is also in here. He's the the founder of podcasting. Is also in here as well. And you can see my my mug right there um, back in 2017. And if you go all the way back to the very first um, one back in 2015, uh, that's where Adam Curry was in in here as well. And there's a few other luminaries that are in the podcast Hall of Fame as well. So it's um, it's going to be a live streamed event. So you'll be able to watch it for free um, on YouTube. And if you go to my my Twitter account um, at Rob Greenley, you'll be able to see. Um, links to um, to the hall, hall of Fame as well. So, so, but I'll, I'll move on from this. But I thought I would share that with everyone if you hadn't happened to hear about it. Um, so let's let's go back and uh, connect with April here. I want to bring up her her little website that she has, and I'm excited to have April with me on the on the show here. Um, and so let's let's just get into it, right? And uh, talk about April and what you're doing in the podcasting space right right now. And I think it's it's interesting. I mean, you've you're participating in a um, program like mine, and you're offering a lot of insights and a lot of thoughts. and And I think it's an interesting situation with that. But April Roga, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Oh my goodness. I can't even believe I'm here on this side of the screen this week because I'm used to being in the comments. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And um, thank you for sharing that cray cray video that you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're, it, it's so much energy and what you're doing off your website. I, I just know that any podcast or, or video program that you do is just going to ooze with energy and fun and, and enjoyment. I've seen some of the other videos that you've you published online that aren't necessarily podcasts, but they're they're like uh, YouTube stuff. And and you just bring so much enthusiasm to to what you do in the online medium. I'm I'm sure whatever you do, you're going to be a big success. Well, thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, I've been uh, back in the day. Uh, the reason that I got excited about live streaming in general and podcasting was because I was an on-air radio personality at my high school FM station way back in the day. Um, 
And I actually wanted to go to college for journalism to do broadcasting. And my mom said, and you won't be shocked to hear this. My mom said, April, the market for that is way too saturated. If you want to become like a radio DJ or a news anchor, and you'd have to be really, really good at it to earn the kind of money that you're going to need to earn. <laughs> so since she well, was putting the college bill, Rob, I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a good goal though, right? I mean, you got to achieve a certain amount of success, you know, and and strive and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's 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 a constant. Uh, and if you want to be a content creator, you really have to dig deep, as they say, <laughs> and and challenge yourself and push yourself and and see how see much you can learn as fast as you can learn and innovate and it iterate too. I mean, try different things all the time. As I'm trying to do with this show too, I'm trying to do different things, not try to do the same thing every week and, and, but have a consistent ideology behind the program too, of trying to connect. This is an interactive show. This is, this is different than a, a normal podcast that I've done in the past. Most of the shows that I've, I've done that are podcasts under the strict definition have been not very interactive. Um, I would say the, the only time that it wasn't interactive is when I was on the the radio and I actually was taking phone calls. <laughs> then it was, then it was interactive, but it was also a pain in the neck too, because I had to do all my phone screening while I was live on the show. So you, you never know what you're going to get calling into the show. I mean, it's usually not a problem. So, so, and, and I appreciate it. Uh, and tone, uh, thank you for the nice comment about my background. That was actually, that background was created by the StreamYard team that gave me a hand with this. Same with my logo. So it isn't something that I created per se. I'm not, I'm not all that talented on the graphics side. Rob, <laughs> I thought he was talking about my background. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, that background was all you. So he, he must have been very praising of you. <laughs> so, so anyway, I see uh, Stephen has also gotten in here and, and, entered into the to the uh, giveaway here l let me make sure that that's working properly here i need to activate that and just make sure it looks like we've got 20 entries in the drawing already april wow that's great so um so any other thoughts april that you have about what you've seen with this show and also kind of as you think about your own let's say at some point you do start your own podcast. What, what do you think that you would do? Is there, have you been thinking about that? Most definitely. Um, this has been years in the making, but 2024 is going to be the year of launch. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that talk about content being King. Yeah. Um, well, I think it is now more than ever. Right. I think but. that there's always, there's always a but I think that it's the content provider that's king. And I say that because Rob, I come to your show every week, not necessarily for your content, but because it's you and because of who you are and because of the people that I know you're going to bring on, because I'm always looking for people to connect with and there's yeah. so many people out there that are sharing content and, and much of the same content 
but it's the people and how they deliver what they're delivering that yeah. matter to me the most. Yeah, I think you raise a really amazing point and you're very observant. Um, and it's and it's certainly what I've observed over the years of being involved in live live video, especially. Yeah, I used to do uh, the, the live Spreaker live show. So I used to work for Spreaker, the podcast hosting company that's owned by iHeart. And I used to do a weekly uh, live show on their platform because Spreaker supported live audio streaming. So it was only live on the audio side. It didn't have the video component like I'm doing right now. But that whole audience engagement was just so magical where the, the audience actually knows each other, right? And so the audience there was always like a subset of the audience that would come to my show to connect with other people that were in the audience. I mean, it was, it was, it was almost like I was trivial <laughs> to somewhat. I was just an excuse for all these friends to get together in the comments during my show. Right. So I could see them commenting, you know, um, to each other, right. Not to me, they were commenting to each other. Right. And, and I always thought that, that that was such an interesting dynamic that you could create that in your program. Now, obviously they're still listening to your show and they are contributing and things like that, but I don't know that that's entirely the, the full reason why they're there. I think it's because like you just said, you want to, you want to find interesting people that maybe I have on the show or maybe you connect with in the comments. I, I don't know if that's happened to you yet on this show. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Well, not necessarily, but the speaker that I think it, he was on last week, John was on. Last John week. Miles. Right. Yes. So just, you know, having the ability to um, get on his radar the way that I think I did in the comments. Yeah. And, and give him some insight into, you know, hey, I'd love to someday have Tim Tebow as a guest on my podcast. And we kind of had that me too moment. And then I put it out there and said, hey, if you ever snag Tim Tebow, make sure you hit me up to be co-host. I think <laughs> that if he ever got Tim Tebow on, he might remember me. <laughs> right. So you just never know, you know, who you're going to connect with and what's going to come out of it. I mean, I never thought I was going to be sitting here next to you just because I commented week in and week out on your show. But here I am. And well, you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, well, you you tapped a very um, kind of core principle that I'm I. I am striving to do content to, to accomplish. And that's that connection with the audience and connection with people. And it's beyond the audience because I want them to become friends or contacts that I have going forward. It's the same thing that I do with the guests and why I, I told StreamYard that I wanted to name this show, you know, um, Rob Greenlee and friends, right? Um, because that's what I wanted to make about this show. I wanted it to be a, a community that, people care about each other and want to connect to each other and want to help each other. Um, that's where I come from, from the podcasting space. And that's, I think one of the big reasons why I, I got um, accepted into the podcast hall of fame was because of my orientation towards trying to help other people. Um, and it's not done for any selfish reason because I don't, I don't try and um, always, you know, kind of monetize relationships like, like I think happens a lot. Um, so I think it's important to have that component that 
I think fundamentally that's what built podcasting was the connections between uh, individuals that were contributors to building this medium. And that's what I guess the, the early community of podcasts really appreciated um, about the efforts. And I think what you're communicating here is wanting to network and connect with other people. And that's, that's so powerful. Um, but I did get a question here that uh, challenges me a little bit. Um, I do have a podcast hosting platform uh, for this show, just being full full disclosure, where it was going to be an audio and video podcast. I, I haven't accomplished the the, act, the full activation of that podcast uh, quite yet, but my intent is to get up all of the episodes that I've produced on the video side as well as the audio side. I have them all stored and get that podcast feed going as soon as possible. Um, so yes, to answer your question about that wallet, um, I, I do need to walk that, that talk. I, I just have been so focused on trying to build the show into something that is significant that that kind of uh, fell on the side sidelines. Uh, it's just get a show built first and then, then, then I can focus on getting the full distribution on it set up. Um, but I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a perfect example of what should happen there. I, I think it is powerful to get it all going at once. Um, it's just, I've been so busy in other things that I haven't got it done to be quite honest about it. Um, so, but I have every intention of getting that up and going and, and, um, you heard it from me here. So hold me accountable. <laughs> so, and then, uh, okay, hi, Tony, I appreciate you jumping in here. And it looks like Aaron, uh, also, uh, posted the hashtag got in the sweepstakes or the drawing. And it looks like we also got a comment from, uh, Stacy, uh, she writes, uh, I've been doing my podcast a little under a year and I have, have learned a lot during my trial and error. So I'm, I'm excited to hear from, you know, f I, I'm assuming from us. Um, yeah, I think that Stacey, you probably have a lot to contribute to a conversation about, um, what, what that process was like for you to get it up and going and and get it, get it running. And it's, it's different for everyone. It's different for every show. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish with the show. And, and it, it's complicated. I mean, I'm not going to get up here and say that doing this convergent strategy and doing a podcast is easy. It's not. And, and I, I don't know if April, if you have an opinion on that, but uh, it takes a lot of work. It does. And, and you, Rob, you've been amazing at, at, I, I am, just bowing down to you every week, the way that you seamlessly put up the comments and, and pay attention to the guests that you have on and, and just all inclusive. And anybody who isn't doing this yet, that's really hard to do, to be present with your guest and still include your community. Um, and, yeah, so and I, I got a little bit of training in the early days when I was on broadcast radio because I, I, I was the lead host on this show that I was doing it was called the web talk world radio show. And it was the show I started in 1999 and I had three co-hosts in the studio with me as well as I took up to three guests, callers, um, you know, like ones that I pre-scheduled into the program. So that got me in this mindset of being able to juggle. Right. So this is, learning the tools was all I needed to do when it came to StreamYard and I can, I can manage this stuff. 
Um, and, and it's getting easier every week. And that, that was also part of that early process of doing this show and get it up and going is learning the tools, understanding how to transition between things, how to not have to think about it so much so I could focus on the conversation like I'm having with you. And then I'm also having with the audience that's, that's reaching out and wanting to, to talk, you know, about what they're doing and what their thoughts are. Um, and, and it looks like Anton wrote the change in the features are a huge success. The, the Instagram integration is a game changer. Um, though I, I would say that the Instagram, um, capability is, is great. I, I think that it's going to get better. Uh, I think that's the thing to think about with the Instagram integration is that it, it still requires you to get into the Instagram account and get, get the stream key and, and put it into the StreamYard tool. So keep that in mind. It's not as simple as just clicking the, the activation uh, button in the StreamYard interface. You, you have to go into Instagram and actually get that stream key and then enter into the StreamYard interface. And, and then you have to, once you do that, then once you start streaming, you have to go into Instagram and click go live. So, so there's still some manual steps when it comes to the Instagram integration. Obviously you figured it out because you, you, you say it's a game changer. So I think it's great, but, but just to let everybody know, it's, it, there's a few more steps that you have to go through to get it active. And, and that, I think that will get better. Um, I think eventually it'll be just like, just like Twitter or something like that, or, or Facebook, just as easy as, as that. So, so have you, yeah, did you know about that April about the Instagram capability? Yeah. Yeah. I only toyed with it one time, but you know, like, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people who say just, you know, go press the button and I'm more like, if you're going to go out there and do something, be intentional about what you're putting out there so that people know why you're putting out what you're putting out. So I haven't, that's why I haven't gone full throttle on the podcast yet. I want to make sure that my point B Mm -hmm. with my podcast is in alignment. So, right. And it looks like Roy uh, made made a comment here. uh, Content is not King. The content provider is King uh, as a quote uh, from April. And that's a, that's an interesting uh, perspective on that. Uh, I think a lot of people think content is King, but, Maybe you're onto something there. Maybe it's all about the the creator is what's really most important um, in that relationship. Just like what we're doing with this show, it's the relationship between me and you, um, and beyond just April, um, me and you, everybody that's watching this right now, um, is 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 the most important relationship in a piece of content. Now, I wouldn't say every type of content maybe has that type of a relationship, but especially this kind of a program certainly does. So very observant, April. Appreciate that. <laughs> and, and then um, looks like we have another entry into the, the drawing and it looks like, um, okay. It looks like about the wall. I want to be a guest on, Oh, I want to be a guest on, my show, I'm, I'm assuming. And then, which, uh, yeah, there's a good chance you can do that. Uh, s- send me an email and I will, um, let's uh, exchange a little bit of information and I would be happy to consider you for that. So 
that that offer is open to anyone else in the audience too that wants to connect with me and maybe uh, be a regular participant in this program. Uh, would great to it, it'd be great. So, and then let let, let me share April's uh, website. So, I'm assuming this is the correct website address. That so. Is it? If they wanted to see a little bit more about what you're doing and, and as you develop what you're doing, um, this is, that's your own domain, right? Your, your own domain name. Yes. That's awesome. So what is the concept behind net friending? So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Ultimately, it's going to be a people search engine. Um, that's what we're building. And um, it's, it's really the, the whole mission that we're on is to get away from traditional networking, you know, where people go to events and they hand business cards to each other and it's all transactional. We mm-hmm. want people to have relationships that are, are genuine and organic. And that's part of what the podcast is going to be about. It's not going to be just about content. It's going to be about shouting out other people and putting a spotlight on others that are doing amazing things in the world and finding out how people are connecting, like the backstory. How did Rob and April connect? People might want to know something like that because maybe they want to meet Rob and they want to know how they can get, you know, on the Rob show. (laughs) So, (laughs) Well, I'm not hard to find. I'll just put you that way. I did three live shows just today. So so it's it's um, it's something that I'm I'm doing. I do probably a total of I don't know, like four shows, five shows total, um, in various areas. <laughs> so it definitely keeps me busy on that front. But uh, Sam wrote an additional kind of contributing detail about the Instagram integration, and it's a it, it's a good point because th- this is true as well, which is another complicated layer that probably should be understood too, is in- Instagram stream key, which I mentioned earlier, is, um, is a one-time use and expires after five hours. So that's, you know, some of these technical issues can kind of get in the way of it being kind of easy to, to do. So you kind of have to get it set up just prior to your event. Um, and then you have to go back in and activate it. Um, so you can't really set it too far in advance, but you can set it a couple hours in advance, which is helpful. Uh, but then after you start the show, you have to go into the Instagram interface in a browser and click go live. <laughs> so it's not as automatically as I, I think we would all want. So, and then it looks like we also got a comment from uh, Stacy again, Thanks for posting my comment, but I'm, I'm a guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, Misunderstanding. I guess I can't see your picture. So sorry about that. Um, I will know better in the future, but uh, certainly if you have a podcast, uh, send me an email and I would be happy to consider having you on the program as a guest, just like April. So just send to me and I can, I can make up for my faux pas. (laughs) So, um, so let's go back to the comments here and see if anybody else has anything interesting to comment here. Um, so, okay. Okay. So I guess, uh, about that wallet asked, how did we connect? Well, we connect as part of the show. 
<laughs> it's pretty, I think we just talked about that, but, um, and let's, uh, look at, uh, all live show. I, I just started doing all live shows this year as well. So great. So are you, um, looking at trying to, uh, create a podcast of those live shows or, or is it just being, um, used just to be available on YouTube and all of the social platforms? So if you want to answer that question, that would be cool. Hey, Rob, uh, I have a question for you. Um, sure. Uh, for this is for those who are listening, might be interested in hearing your answer to this. So there, there's a lot of people who want to start podcasts, but what are your thoughts about like going on the podcast guesting circuit, you know, mm. which is, which weighs heavier in the success that a person may be looking to achieve? Is it better to start your own and go all in on that? Or is it better to go and get on other people's shows? Yeah, I think if you, you know, it can cost money to do that. Uh, I mean, there are companies out there that will help you get booked on programs. So it kind of depends on where you're coming from. If you're coming from trying to do it to benefit an existing business um, that has, you know, good revenue or whatever, you can actually pay someone to get you booked on programs. Uh, You can also do that yourself. Uh, But I do think that it is a good approach I think, especially if you want to do an interview show, I think it really helps to have been a guest on many shows. Um, so you understand what it's like to be on the other foot, right? Um, and to think about what's compelling and what's not compelling. And because I think that there's a lot of responsibility on the part of a guest. Um, um, typically, depending on what the interview format is, um, but especially if it's a big celebrity or whatever, they, they get invited to be on a lot of shows. I mean, I used to be on as many as like six different podcasts a week. There was a period of time when I was doing a lot of interviews and I had to be careful because I, I didn't want to talk about the same thing every on every podcast. Right. Um, because typically people would try and do that because they, they wouldn't listen to the other interviews that I did. Um, but sometimes they, they, they would, um, but I would purposely kind of, as a guest, I would kind of steer the conversation a little bit towards trying to be a little different in every conversation. And some of the podcasts that I would get involved in had completely different topics. So like I was a guest on a, a, um, a like a home design podcast, you know, that kind of thing. And, but, but the host wanted to talk about podcasting. So I would, I've talked about it in the context of, designing your podcast, right? How do you design your podcast to be compatible with your brand? So trying to fashion that interview to be appropriate content for the podcast that you're trying to be a guest on. And also, you know, I tried to do a lot of deep deep research on the podcast itself. So when I went into the podcast, I knew what the audience was ideally looking for. So I hope that answers that question. (laughs) So, but it can be expensive if you want to pay somebody to help you do that. Um, so it's, I think back when I did it, um, the company I was working for that booked me, that was like $5,000 a, a month or something like that. Got me on like 20 podcasts or something like that per, per month. Man, um, did you say 5,000 a month? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So it was expensive um, to actually do that. Um, but it, it just depends on what kind of package that you get involved in and what you can afford. I mean, there's certainly no reason why you can't um, contact hosts directly. And some of them have pathways for that. And it, it also gets back to your alignment, right? Are, are you part of their community? Are you recognized by them as an expert in an area that they're covering in their podcast? So you need to think about how you align with their show and what value you can bring to their audience. What expertise do you have? Um, oftentimes I get approached by, you know, a, 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 especially like book publicists that want to have me on some podcast about something that I really have no business being on. <laughs> and I, I will tell them that I will just say, sorry, I don't know that you did enough research on me to really match me up with this uh, program. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's having integrity on both sides is really, really key on that. Um, and increasingly, you know, shows are charging people to be guests on their podcasts. I, I, I know, I think, um, 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 my last guest, um, John Miles, he was, he was really pissed off about that, <laughs> that, that these big shows were wanting to charge him 20 to $40,000 to appear on their podcast. Um, you know, so it's like, okay, that's a whole different, you know, realm of, of, um, investment. <laughs> this might be a way of saying it. And I don't, I mean, he wasn't going to do it. So I didn't charge him to be on my show. So, <laughs> so he, he jumped at that. So I, I feel like it's really easy to get, like, if you, if you're good at relating with people, yeah. you, you can really get on anybody's show as long as there's alignment there. Yeah. And some, some shows are broad enough where you can fit, you know, um, and I, there's plenty of shows like that out there, but I did go through a period of time when I think I was a little overexposed <laughs> on too many shows. And so I kind of backed off a little bit for a while. Um, but, but, you know, about that wallet, I'll also ask, um, what was your worst money mistake in podcasting? Ah, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I think probably, I, I, I think it happens to most podcasters that have been doing it a long time is they tend to overinvest in, in equipment, um, audio equipment. Um, like I, if you look behind me, you can see, I think a total of, let's say one, two, three, four, five microphones on my shelf behind right? Well, and then one right behind my head. So six microphones behind me. I think I bought too many different microphones. And then I have this one too. And then I have a lavalier and I have a shotgun mic and I have, yeah, too many microphones spent, you know, spent thousands of dollars on microphones over the years and it was just too much. But you know, you kind of grow up as the, the, the more you do it, you start out with a cheap microphone. I didn't start out with a cheap microphone. I started out with a $600 microphone when I first started. Um, and it, and, and I had to sound buffer my room and do all this stuff because it was a condenser mic. I didn't know any better. So I bought this real expensive condenser microphone and then I had to put sound panels up on my, all over my studio, my home studio. Um, because I couldn't even touch a piece of paper or a pen else this microphone would pick it up. Um, so long answer, um, 
because it's been a long journey on that front. So I've, and I still spend too much. Like I've got a teleprompter in front of me that's, you know, but anyway, I could spend all night talking about that, but <laughs> I can so relate to everything you're saying. Yeah, right. Right. It's what well, it's just this pursuit of trying to get better. Right. Um, and then square table degenerates. That's an interesting name. I like that. Um, what's the deal with the black box? If it's the only thing that survives the crash, why not build the plane out of black boxes? Okay. Do you understand that? Uh, okay. Might be a different podcast. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe this podcast is a black box. I don't know. April. I don't know. There's a hidden message in there somewhere. Clarify your message to us, uh, square table degenerate. Degenerates, sorry. <laughs> About that wallet asks a lot of really amazing questions. Like, how do you retain listeners for, for more than five minutes? That's a good question. Ah, yes. And then uh, Rick uh, Savoya, which I, I know he's a, he's a live um, wine podcaster. He says, multi-streaming can be somewhat tricky, he says, as I've learned that the hard way. So he's been doing a lot of live streaming too. It's doing this kind of stuff can be tricky. Um, and you, it does take a little bit of patience and not get too ahead of yourself on things. And, and I also created an outline for the show and I'm not using it. So I'm, we're completely, you know, flying, flying loose, wild and loose here. So let's see. Uh, Stacey also asked another question. I'm doing both on YouTube and audio podcasts on, on Buzzsprout podcasts. Now, Buzzsprout's a great podcast host. Um, I know those guys very well, and they built quite a quite a compelling platform. It's actually, I, I believe, the second largest podcast hosting platform um, behind Spotify for podcasters that's uh, in the industry, and it hasn't been around that long. Buzzsprout hasn't been around as, as long as like Ellipson or whatever, and they're, they're huge says, I'm enjoying it. Uh, both platforms have been very helpful. StreamYard and Buzzsprout together. The name of my podcast is called Split 2 Da Beat at uh, uh, split2dabeat.com. So there you go. There you go. Thank you, Stacy. That's, that's amazing. So send me that email and, and we'll get you on the show and we can talk about that stuff and share with me your your thoughts on that whole process. And so this is your your question that you brought up here. How do you retain listeners more than five minutes? Well, that is, at least in YouTube's vernacular, that is the holy grail, right? Um, holding on to your, your viewers as long as possible. And, and I'm hearing a, a lot of people say that doing long-form podcasts like this is is a great way to maybe accomplish that. But I also say, see in the stats, there's a lot of drop off that, that happens. People are coming in and out and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think it happens even in the audio podcasting too. People will start listening to a show and if it isn't compelling right at the beginning and promotes what's coming up and what's going on with the show and you can lose people. It's like, well, I'm going to go check out the, the next one on my list. Right. So 
you know, that's why it's so important in your cover art and in your description and your title and all that stuff to really sell, 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 sell. So, um, you know, I used to work as a marketing director for many years and I used to run traditional marketing campaigns. Like I used to work for the Florida department of citrus. I built the world's largest glass of orange juice and would run advertising campaigns, promoting orange juice, which I don't drink orange juice anymore. It's got too much sugar in it, but that's just editorial comment. But, um, but, but I used to run um, billboard campaigns and bus boards and all that kind of stuff. And kind of the ideology is the same, right? Billboards and bus boards, you got to sell quick with, and that's kind of what's going on with YouTube now too, right? With the thumbnails is that you have to have, you know, just a couple of words. I know my album art is, or my cover art or my, th- my thumbnails are way too busy um, for what's ideal for podcasting or for YouTube. And I'm, trying to adapt and try and make that change to even the cover art or the presentation of this show um, to make it more billboard like, because right now it's more like a, it's just too much information, but it's important information. I, I like to share it, but I, I think it may be too much. So yeah, is this podcast becoming more about me? I'm, I'm wondering here. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I just want to like answer everybody's questions because they're so good. Yeah, I do too. And that's, you know, and, I, and that's part of what I was thinking over the last um, couple of weeks was I was focused a lot on the guest and not really answering the questions or taking them. So Tony writes and, and, and StreamYard is the best platform. I do a TV and radio show. I record both at the same time. I'm able to send the audio to the radio station and then send the video to the TV station. Wow. That's amazing. Tony, um, share what that show name is. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it here a little bit. That's, that's interesting that you're doing that. Um, talk about being a little retro on the production, um, creating a digital first and then putting out at almost analog of sorts. Right. Um, which is an interesting kind of reverse flipperoo on the, the, the model that's popular these days. So that's, that's great to hear. I would love to hear more about that. Send me an email. It's like I said before, and I would love to get you on the program to talk about what you're doing there and how that all works. And is it a fit for other people to actually try and do the same thing? So well, let's hop down and see. Okay, so we got, uh, let's see here. What is, did I jump ahead here? Looks like maybe I missed one here. Let's um, hop down in here. Uh, what makes a great host from About That Wallet? Um, I think. You can have all sorts of different kinds of personalities um, that qualify as a great host. I think there's very serious hosts that are terrific, that are just so smart, so sharp. But then there's other hosts that are entertaining and they're fun and they're engaging and they're full of information too. I think the the always the takeaway is is um, as a host, what value do you bring to your audience? I mean, is there something um, tangible and is it emotional is it is it something that drives someone to think 
um, to have an emotional reaction. Um, I think that's a lot of reasons why today in media we see a lot of polarization uh, because it drives emotion um, and it drives audience. So, so that is a factor that's always been the case um, in in radio and other times. I definitely got the most viewers when I was controversial than when I was, you know, normal. <laughs> so I don't know what normal is anymore anyway, but thanks for the comment there. And then looks like we also got another entry into the, the drawing, which is going to happen here soon. So, you know, I'm excited for that. I love to give away um, ducks and mugs and stuff. So, um, and then, uh, yes, 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 you have one, don't you? Let's see here. What's this comment it says? Um, Mutt nuts, crazy world. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yes, the five thousand dollars was a lot of money. Um, no question about that. It didn't go on for too long. <laughs> so, and then it looks like uh, we got uh, a really long comment. Wow, we're we're getting into the realm. That that's another thing that I've also seen and. If you've had this experience too, April, share too. But um, the further you get into connections with your audience like this, the the longer the comments. <laughs> I've, there's definitely an engagement level that's struck. I, I used to get emails from my audience many years ago. It'd be like like four, five, six paragraphs long, and it's like you know. I, I was just thinking to myself, I, I can't read all this on the air. <laughs> so, so what, what I wind up having to do is I kind of paraphrasing it, but what I can do now, I can just put it all up there. I, I don't know if there's a character limit or not. I don't think there is, but, um, so Michelle, <laughs> I, well, it's, it's definitely there. Um, Michelle writes, um, I've been leveraging StreamYard since 2020 and love the ease. I cover a variety of life topics I'm a certified life coach. Okay. Um, a, a friend encouraged me to just jump in and do it live. And yeah. And it uh, definitely has been a learning journey. Yes. Going live will definitely challenge you in a lot of ways, but I'm also glad I did. I said, I do have guests joining me. I too have not uploaded to a podcast platform. Um, just YouTube, um, so uh, right now and and Facebook. So you know she also has the same goal as me too. And maybe I'll do an episode just talking about how I get that set up. Uh, I've got it. I've got an account set up with uh, a host called Blueberry, and Blueberry um, supports audio and video podcasting, which which is um, different than YouTube video. It's actually uploading an MP4 file to hosting on an RSS feed. So an Apple podcast still supports video podcasts. So you can still do that today. My new media show I do every every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific live uh, is also a, a video podcast too. So it, it, it does that as well. So um, it's, it's interesting here. Um, so let me look at any other questions. April, any other comments that that you have on anything? I'll just, my thing has always been with podcasts that I don't want to have to go into a bunch of different apps and, and, and like subscribe to 
different shows when I have YouTube and an algorithm and an ability to, to create a playlist there and, and be able to have a visual as well and discoverability, you know, YouTube feeds me, Hey, if you like this person, you might also like this person and that person and that person. And I, I just, I don't even have a desire to put a podcast out on like a Spotify or Apple. I'd just rather do it to YouTube. Yeah, I think it's an, it's, I think there is two kind of mental positions here. I think um, there's certainly nothing wrong with just using these live streaming tools and creating content here. There's certainly a, a bunch of consumption platforms that you can just do that and, and not get into the audio podcasting side or the video podcasting side. Um, so I think it, it just gets, gets back to how much time you have, how much you can invest in it. Um, um, how much money that you want to put into it, um, how important audio is to you. Um, audio is pretty important to me because um, that's where I came from. So um, so it looks like uh, Nuts Crazy World writes, what is the best way to do a podcast for a YouTube channel? That is a, a craft channel where what I am talking about is visual and hands-on content well it's clearly it sounds like you're creating a video podcast so um, stay in that lane Um, if it's very visual and you just can't give a complete experience uh, on the verbal side um, then don't do it and don't even try because you're just going to frustrate your audience um so it depends, like, like I said, it all depends on the content, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish with your show. Some shows lend themselves to, to audio. Uh, like, like even this show does lend itself to audio pretty, pretty well. It's, it's a visual show. There's a lot of visual things going on, but it's really mainly, as long as I read all the comments in here, uh, it gets into the audio. So, but if you're doing visual hands-on content, um, that's not going to translate well in audio unless you're very descriptive of what's in your hands and what you're doing with your hands and why it's, it's important. Um, and that can be a little de- detracting from the audio experience to some degree too, um, and frustrating. So um, unless Muttnut also wants to use the podcast as a complimentary to the YouTube and talk about the people that are in the craft space. Yeah. I think if you create a different derivative of a piece of content, yeah, I agree with you, um, April. I think that's a good, good comment on that. Um, but it would require you probably to create a different version of the content. Right. So, and that's certainly a valid thing to consider. Um, and also about, uh, that wallet also, right. Uh, what, what is your favorite AI tool for editing? Um, Right now, I think the AI tool that I use the most right now is a tool called Descript. Um, that's That has, and increasingly there's other platforms out there too, but I think Descript is probably the most popular right now on the, on the audio editing. You can remove like uh, certain words like ums and ahs and, you know, stills and, and, there's like 43 phrases and words that it will automatically remove from your content. Plus it, it does allow, um, actually has a tolerance for, um, gaps, gaps in the audio. Right. So that 
the default setting is it'll remove anything over one second of dead air of sorts. So if you stop talking, and th this is something that you have to decide as a content creator yourself is what's your tolerance for that? Um, because some, you know, and radio broadcasters have made this a uh, art form, right? Is to say something dramatic and then just stop. And then start talking again. Let your audience comprehend what you're saying is is an important thing. That, that, that's why inflection, um, highs and lows and and expressing and not doing it in a way that doesn't come across as authentic. Um, you can't come across as like you're you're acting somehow. It needs to come across as that you're really enthusiastic about what you're saying and you care about what you're saying. Um, but having those pauses in there is, you know, I have this conversation a lot with uh, podcasters that are like anal on their audio editing. It's like, they can't even have any breaths between their sentences. It's like, it, it, it it's like l listening to a machine gun, you know, of audio, right? It just goes, 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 and, and nobody takes a breath. <laughs> so that's, I kind of say, let it breathe a little bit. Let it, let it kind of live, let it show life. Right. I don't, I mean, have you thought about that stuff, April? Oh, yes. I, I, it drives me crazy when people, I, I say over edit, I don't know, but it, there's just, you know, the, the jump cuts are nerve wracking for me sometimes, especially the longer the video shorter is okay. But yeah. So it's, un it's unnatural to me. People don't talk like that. So why would you edit like that? Right. I think it's common sense, but but some people are really nervous about the quality of their audio and they overread it. Um, looks like square table degenerates kind of squared us. Um, that was all a joke. So I guess we fell, we kind of fell for the joke. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the comment. Anyway, it's, it's always good uh, to kind of change gears on us a little bit, get us to think a little bit. It's always a good thing. So, and then it looks like, uh, also I'm a, a, the about that wallet also has another comment. I'm, I'm a podcaster for three years and I have a lot of questions as I mature. Yes, that is at the three year mark. You're, you're not quite, uh, experienced everything yet. So, and, and even when you get to my level of 20 years, you, you still haven't. Um, experienced everything yet and you can still learn. So you're going to continue to learn your whole process. Like I'm learning from you, April, I'm learning from people in the audience. So, um, and, it, and it'll help me be a better podcaster. And I'm hoping that, that it will make you, um, people that are watching this, um, a, a better content creator. Um, looks like I, looks like watercolor wizardry. I multi-stream watercolor painting. That's interesting. It's it's those simple concepts that intrigue me, right? I don't know about you, April. It's like, you know, hmm, watercolor. Yeah, I can see that. If you're an artist, that would be that would be interesting to be able to see the technique and the method and the strokes and the color mixing and all the things that go into that. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine the how-to videos do the best. I would say, yeah, I, 
I would agree. I think that um, that those those type of um, videos do quite well on, especially on YouTube. So, so don't forget to enter the drawing that I'm going to do in a couple of minutes here for the um, the Streamyard puddles duck and the Streamyard mug. Um, so Tony entered. Hashtag the yard, and that will get Tony into the sweepstake. It, it looks like we're up to, it's not really a sweepstakes, but sorry. Let's see here. We're up to 37. So keep them coming. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Podcasting or live streaming? Like pod, record pre-recorded podcasting or live streaming? Which one do you prefer? Which one's more fun for you? Oh, live is always way really? more fun. Yeah. It's always... It's harder to do for me, but it's, it's way, it's just not even on the same realm of enjoyment um, and satisfaction. I think that the live thing, and it's just me. I mean, I haven't always been like this, but I started on the radio and I just, I, I really struggled with it at the beginning. So I don't, don't think that you can just do live and it will be simple or easy or you're going to feel good about it. It takes time to become comfortable with it. Um, and to, and I'm always trying to get better at it too. So it's, it's, um, but I get the most satisfaction out of it because I can do like what I'm doing right now. I can, I can use this technology to talk to people, not so much just have it be like whatever I say. Um, you know, and I can talk to you, April, too, and get your thoughts because you were constantly posting interesting comments during the live show. So it's great to have you on video. Um, I said, so growing to live, I'm I'm going to do a podcast where where do you suggest I start? I did a StreamYard subscription, but need to start somewhere. Um. I think you have to really think about what your goals are and what type of show you want to start with. The, the thing that I keep hearing people say um, increasingly is that start out simple um, because you're probably not going to have a lot of people watching when you just start. So just start out simple and then learn, 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 and add things to your show that you think are important and just build on top of that. But the, but the big thing is just to get, some idea doesn't have to be this big like business plan or anything. Just get an idea of what you want to talk about on your show and why you want to talk about it. And where do you think that it could go talking about that topic or focusing on that topic? Who can you connect with? Who can you have a build a relationship with? Who can you network with and how that could benefit your life in a bigger sense? Um, it's not just all about creating content. It's all about connecting with people and connecting and it can help your career. It can help your, your consulting business. It can help your, your life in ways that you can't even anticipate. Um, I mean, podcasting has changed my life in ways that have been so fundamental. Um, it's hard to even point my finger to it sometimes how significant it is. Um, so that's where I would start is just starting creating some content and then evolve yourself and keep learning and you'll figure it out, but just have patience with yourself. Um, you know, after 10 episodes, you're not going to have it all figured out. 
So it just accept it going in and just keep learning and keep trying and keep uh, improving and you'll get there. I mean, that's how all those Hall of Famers got there is that they didn't start out with, you know, a million people listening to their show. So they, they built it over subsequent years of effort. So. And be uh, consistent. Yeah. That's all part of it. Right. I know exactly where Rob is every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there will be a Thursday at the end of the month that I won't be here. So it'll be um, because I'll I'll be down at PodFest in Orlando on that Thursday. So I think it's the 25th, I think. Yeah. I won't be doing a show on the 25th. (laughs) So looks like Tony Wright writes the... The Seven Figure Hustle TV and radio show. Okay, that's your. Okay, so you're you're trying to teach people on how to how to make some income in their lives. So that's great. We all need that nowadays. And then Bunny, I guess we're kind of we're kind of running out of time. April, what what happened to the time? When you're having fun, you know they say time flies. Right. Um, looks like Bunny Gaming. Uh, was that rail fan? Is that, did I see that right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, oh, that's fun. Thank you. Happy early birthday, Mutt Nut. Mutt Nut's going to be 46 on the 25th. Ah, okay. That's awesome. Can I guess early birthday. Congratulations. So Lawn Bowls live stream. Let me pull that up here. Wait a minute. What happened here? Did I have that? Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hashtag that you want to enter is actually hashtag the yard, not stream yard. So if you want to get in the the drawing, retype in the yard, hashtag the yard. So it'll be like this. So, and then it looks like um, uh, Roy writes here, Maya Angelo, Angelou says, people will never forget what you made them feel. So for me and April, as great hosts, we focus on that, that part. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a good, good takeaway. Thank you so much, Roy, for that. And it looks like we have a few other people in here, and I'm going to get to the drawing here. So looks like Michelle post. Thanks, Michelle. And uh, and then it looks like um, Michelle writes that has been my mindset as well. So that's good. And then uh, Doctor Bishaw, thank you for entering the the drawing. Wow, there's, they, they keep coming in here, April. And it says, uh, Dr. Bishana, Hara, Bishara. Sorry, I'm slaughtering it. Uh, YouTube is the place to be for me, but uh, I realize that a lot of people consume audio podcasts that are not on YouTube. Yeah, I would say that that's true. Yep. And looks like here. Uh, Stephen writes, I receive 10 to 15 pitches a week. Most are, are generic and start out 
So I think he's talking about getting pitched uh, by people that want to be guests on his show. Your show is great. Uh, if you pitch yourself, make sure you listen to two or three episodes of the show before you pitch yourself uh, and be specific about what you you like about the show too. Yeah. And what you would bring to the show, I think is also an important component. So, so it looks like we got, uh, let me pull up the giveaway and we can get that going here. I think we're at the end of the line and people want to get on with their evening. Um, so y'all don't want to get on with your evening. Do they, you? Well, you know, you know, I suppose, you know, I like that the the total live listeners went up just prior to the giveaway part, which is good because when your name comes up, you'll know to send me an email um, to rob.greenly at gmail.com with your um, your address and any comments that you have um, to um, to get your swag mailed out to you. So it won't be a Christmas present this time, so it's just going to be present for you. Um, just normal present. So I think we're up to 43 um, entries, which is terrific. Thank you so much for jumping in here. I think that this this show concept, I, I think tonight has been a, been a success. What do you think, April? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I, I yeah. love these types of shows where you could just talk to bunches of different people. Love it. Yeah. So it says, Stephen writes, how how you will bring value to your host's audience, right? That's, that's key. And then Rick Savoya, I do both video and audio and have, have to plan how I do the show for each. So he's actually doing it a little different um, for each of the versions, um, which there's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, so I email hundreds of people a month. It's a numbers game. So, and the yard and I'm trying to get caught up. I, I haven't edited yet, so taking it the way it is. So that's right. And Square Table Degenerates, right? I am the same way. I completely dropped anything non-YouTube. It wasn't worth my time. The traditional audio-only side is a bit less welcoming, in my opinion. So interesting. Yeah. So let's get in and... Pull the ripcord. So just make sure that you've um, you've entered the the sweepstakes here, and I will pull it up on the screen, and we will do a side by side here real quick, and let's see who's gonna win the the drawing. April, it's exciting. Okay, let's do it. All right, Tony J. Jones, you are the winner of a StreamYard Puddles Duck. It's going to be hopping around. Just don't let your dog get it. And then um, a mug so you can drink your coffee out of StreamYard. So thank you, everybody, for entering. Um, keep coming back and listening to the show and uh, keep entering. And eventually I'll, I'll send out, you know, a swag kit to every one of you. That's, that's my goal. So, <laughs> so 
Tony, send me an email. Let me put up on the screen here um, my email address and and send me an email with your mailing address and any other comments that you might have about the show. And if you would uh, have an interest in maybe being a guest on the show at some point, that would be that would be amazing. So thank you so much, Tony. And April, thank you so much for spending your evening with me here doing the show. So definitely an investment. No, no, no an investment. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I like those investments. So, but it's uh, not that scary. You all, you, you should come on and share what you're doing with Rob and, um, yeah, I think that uh, you were probably a little nervous that I was going to put you on the spot a lot, right? Maybe just a little. <laughs> right, it's like, tell me but it's your, okay your, because I just love talking point. to people and getting to right? know people. So. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like Stacy wrote here that uh, when I started out, I felt I was over-editing the audio and it was beginning to be very taxing. Yes, there is a benefit to doing less editing. <laughs> that is you get your life back right and you just realize that people like to hear authentic people like um you know who they really are i think is much more authentic um it's okay to do a little bit of editing just for time or to trim things out that maybe don't add value um but don't edit like any breath like if i take a breath you don't have to edit that out you can but you don't have to. And uh, let's see. Anybody else with any comments, April, that you're seeing on your side that uh, we should talk about? I I could go two hours with this show. I thank you so much for everybody out there for getting in and giving me comments. And, and I've done the absolute best that I can to try and cover as many of them as I can um, with a within the time limitation, I, I think the longest I've gone with this show, April is like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. So we're getting up there already. That's all. I've done four hour streams before Rob, you got to catch up now. Oh, I, I'm, I'm do this all day. I'm falling behind. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yes. I need to, to extend it out and keep the connections rolling. Right. Yeah. So, so. I feel like as long as the people will stay, then you're serving them, right? Because I hear so many people go, I don't want to keep you. I know you all have things to do, but they're maybe, still there. Maybe, so. maybe they don't have other things to do, right? Is that they what know. you're saying? Yes, they might not. So looks like Square Table Degenerates also writes, it's about entertaining people and simply not wasting their time. So if you wouldn't, catch or watch something yourself don't expect others to right so so are we um gone 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 beyond our our value window here um amy <laughs> or, or, or april sorry no i i don't know i don't it depends on if square table degenerates is still here or not because i see uh, a lot of the same people have been with us for the 75 minutes so they must be getting something out of this yeah i think they're getting a conversation that they're involved in, I think is what they're getting out of it. You know, I think that the live viewer counts have been pretty, pretty high on this show. So it's, it's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I just appreciate everybody for being here and, and hope that you will come back and check the show out um, next week. 
um, just prior to I take off for for pod, uh, podfestexpo.com. So if you wanted to check that out, if you want to check out the, it's a, it's a pr- pretty big uh, podcasting conference down in Orlando um, at podfestexpo.com if you wanted to check it out. So April, thank you so much. I'm going to call an end to the show and I appreciate everybody's comments in here. And thank you so much. And um, I'll try and get, get them up, uh, be consistent. Uh, um, let's see, the, you know, we had a bunch of entries into the sweepstakes. Um, looks like we got uh, Ladybug Stacker. All right, so thank you for the live stream. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, need sound effects button in StreamYard. Well, you can add some sounds to this. Um, so you can add some sounds. So I've been playing sound in the background a little bit on this for the whole show. Even though I should have probably turned it off. But um, but April uh, and everybody out there, thank you so much for being with me here. I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible here and um, end end the show. And so thank you so much, and hope you come back and join me again. Absolutely. So, okay. Thank you so much.